you check this book, right?
Good morning and welcome to this morning's liturgy. We are glad that you're here. We gather today in the name, I'm sorry, we gather today in person and online via YouTube um, to, in the name of Christ, who welcomes us all. And it is because of Christ's welcome that we welcome one another, whoever we are or wherever we're from, whatever our religious tradition or spiritual background or how we feel about church. We welcome all here because God welcomes us all. God's acceptance of us compels us to stand against racism and sexism, heterosexism, xenophobia, classism, ageism, and all forms of hate and prejudice. I invite those of you who are worshiping with us online to go to the chat feature and uh, tell us who you are and where you're from so that we can create a sense of community online. And those of you who are here in worship with us today in the building, we're going to be turning to our purple books, All Creation Sings, number 1063. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Also with you. 
Let us pray. O oh God, you are the tree of life, offering shelter to all the world. Graft us into yourself and nurture our growth, that we may bear your truth and love to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it out. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it in order that it may produce bows and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree, I make high the low tree, I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will accomplish it. The word of, God, word of God, word of life.
a reading from 2 Corinthians. So we are always confident, even though we know that we, while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please the Lord. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others. But we ourselves are well known to God. And I hope that we are also well known to your consciousness. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we, in our, we, if we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live might live no longer for themselves but for the one who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in this way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and then rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. 
Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. family is, well, I guess I should say was, a farming family. My great-grandparents, my grandparents, my mother, and my father were farmers and gardeners. So you'd think that the gardening gene might have been passed on to me. But no, the good farming gardening skills appear to have died with my generation. My mom used to plant this huge, beautiful garden in our backyard. And each year, we, by midsummer, we'd have many different kinds of vegetables to eat fresh. And then later on in the harvest time, we'd can or freeze them all. When I was first living on my own in a parsonage in South Dakota, there was a garden plot in the backyard. And I dreamed of having a garden like my mom's. I bought seedlings and seeds, and then I planted them in nice, neat, perfect rows. But before I knew it, the whole thing was overtaken by weeds. Almost every single vegetable plant had been choked out by the weeds, except for the tomato plants. Those grew unexpectedly big. I didn't realize that a tiny seedling grew into such a huge tomato plants that produced several, I mean a lot of tomatoes. They looked so tiny when I bought 28 of them. <laughs> The real farmers and gardeners who came to town for church got a chuckle, as did you just now, seeing my overgrown, messy, out-of-control garden, and they really enjoyed giving me a hard time about that. Now, in the first parable that we read from Jesus, the gardener scatters the seed on the ground, and then he goes off to sleep. Now, as one who takes a nap daily, this is my kind of gardener. The seeds fend for themselves without any help from the gardener. And when the grain is ripe, the gardener harvests it. And then in the second parable, someone sows or plants a tiny mustard seed in the ground, and it grows into a gigantic large bush, large enough to offer birds shelter in its branches. Now, both of these seem to be really nice stories about God's kingdom, where everything grows beautifully and wonderfully with God as the gardener. But parables are never, ever that simple. We've domesticated them 
and they've become too familiar over the years. But when Jesus teaches in parables, the unexpected is revealed. They are countercultural to the point of sounding ridiculous to those who heard them the first time. They make no sense, and so Jesus has to explain them later in private to his disciples. In the second parable today, Jesus says, The kingdom of God is like. And then he goes on to describe an invasive weed and a nuisance flock of birds. He doesn't say the kingdom of God is like a mighty cedar of Lebanon, as was highlighted in our psalm today. Jesus does not say the kingdom of God is like a field with straight rows of sweet corn that's knee-high by the 4th of July. But God's reign is like a messy, unexpected, invasive, uncontrollable weed that provides refuge and a place of rest for the unwelcomed birds. Now this non-farmer right here learned this week that mustard is a weed, and a stubborn one at that. Farmers hate finding it in their mustard, or not in their mustard fields, gee whiz. Uh, They hate finding it in their field because they don't want it to become a mustard field. It's hard to control it once it takes root, and it can take over the whole planting area. Can you imagine a gardener planting a weed in their garden? Would anyone ever put dandelions in their lush green lawn? Of course not. Most of us consider dandelions a nuisance, and we spend a great deal of time and effort and money to get rid of those pesky little flowers. Yet Jesus uses this image of a wild plant overtaking a garden to envision the inbreaking of God's reign among the people. Now, I prefer to use the word reign instead of kingdom because too often Christians have used kingdom of God and and heaven interchangeably. So then it's automatic to think that the kingdom Jesus speaks about in the parables as something to look forward to in the afterlife. But using the phrase reign of God helps us to not see it as a place but as a way of being. With what can we compare the reign of God? It's as if it's breaking in right now among us in unexpected and ordinary ways. And sometimes it's so ordinary that we don't even recognize it. Sometimes it's growing and spreading so wildly that we cannot control it. And so we're invited to look at the ordinary and see the extraordinary. We're encouraged to reimagine what is beautiful and ask, where do we see the sacred? Maybe the reign of God is like someone showing up at an AA meeting and saying, hi, my name is, and then sharing their story of pain and struggle and hope. Maybe the reign of God is like a group of teenagers waiting in line for their first or second dose of the vaccine, or when, after a long year of solitude and social distancing, they finally are able to attend proms and graduations or take photos next to their maskless buddies on the final days of school. Maybe 
The reign of God is like a group of mostly young Palestinians, musicians sitting in the rubble of recent bombing attacks, their instruments on their laps, producing beautiful music of hope and inspiration. Maybe the reign of God is like a small but mighty group of people gathered together on hot Saturday mornings to build and restore a friend's home that was destroyed by fire. Maybe the reign of God is being with someone as they prepare to die, telling stories, singing beloved songs, and saying prayers while crying a river of tears. Maybe the reign of God is like, how would you fill in that blank? How would you complete the sentence? If the reign of God is like an out-of-control mustard weed, we should be able to see it, but sometimes we don't. We just don't. So I'm going to invite us all to open up our imaginations this week and look for God in our daily, ordinary, sometimes boring, maybe even complicated lives. Would you take a spiritual walk through the garden with me this week, so to speak, and be on the lookout for God's reign among us? Where do you see God creating hope? How do you experience the sacred? Would you be willing to be on the lookout this week, maybe even this entire summer, and share when you experience God's reign of extravagant, wild, out-of-control grace being shared? Where are the places that you see hope coming to life among death and fear? When do you sense God at work in the world? We're going to drop the prompts in the chat so you can respond now online, or you can send me a text or email. Those of you who are here, you can talk to me after worship. Kids and artists of any age can draw me a picture, or you can share a photo on our Facebook page. But let's help each other see what Jesus was helping his disciples to see, that God comes among us in the unexpected that the reign of God is made known in the mystery of Christ among us. And as we'll sing together shortly, the reign of God is near, ablaze among us, kindling hearts. The reign of God is here. Amen.
Let us come before the triune God in prayer. Holy God, you plant the seeds of faith in every nation. Enliven your church so that the good news of your grace may root and grow throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy. Creator, even the trees, shrubs, and flowers delight in your goodness. From the depths of your soil to the highest mountain, bring forth new plants. Restore growth to places of suffering drought. Lord, in your mercy. Judge of nations, we pray for our leaders and those in power. Grant them the ability to regard those under their charge with humility, dedicating their lives in service to others. Lord, in your mercy. Divine Comforter, you show compassion to those in need and provide relief to those who call on you, especially the Rees Ghosts, longtime Holy Trinity member who has entered her final days in palliative care and those we name in our hearts. But bless all those who suffer, especially people trapped in cycles of poverty and homelessness. Lord, in your mercy. Sovereign God, this house of worship belongs to you. We give thanks and pray for our church musicians. We dedicate to you the joyful noise that comes from this place, the cries of children and melody of voices and instruments and songs from our hearts, Lord, in your mercy. Eternal God, we give thanks for Blessed Mary, the Emmanuel Nine, and all our ancestors in the faith who are now at home with you. We look forward to that day when we are reunited in your new creation. Lord, in your mercy. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace through Christ our Lord. Amen. Seated. Again, a warm welcome to all of you who are with us today. I do have a few announcements to share. Um, We will next week invite you to, uh, let me start over. All the pastors and the musician, or not that musician, but that musician, sorry, I'm going to start again. Pastors and Bo will be on vacation next week, and obviously we need one, right? You're just messing everything up. But uh, we'll be gone, and so what we've decided to do, Ben was supposed to be the preacher and presider that day, but since he's gone, what we've decided to do is to prepare a video for worship next week. So worship will be at the same time, but it'll all be online, and so you can go to the YouTube channel for that and uh, watch and participate in worship next Sunday at that time. Somebody gave me a good idea, though, last week, and I want to share it with you. Uh, Rebecca Palmeyer, who's on our Lakeview Lutheran Parish team, um, said to me, I'm not going to go uh, watch worship online. She says, I'm going to go to one of our Lakeview Lutheran Parish partners because it's a good day to do that. And so she's going to go to either Resurrection or Lakeview or St. Luke. So I want to give you that invitation. Not because I don't want you to come to our worship, I do, but it's on video so you could watch it anytime, okay? So you can get church twice this weekend. <laughs> 
So anyway, think about that if you want to check out more about our Lakeview Lutheran Parish and uh, visit one of our partners next Sunday is a good Sunday to do that. I'd like to invite Cassie and Megan and Peter to come forward. So we have um, four graduates this year, four, um, but three of them are here because Amanda Finale typically worships at the HT Loop location and her graduation is happening in about an hour. And so um, she couldn't be here today, but these are our, three of our graduates. This is Megan Moran, Cassie Moran, and Peter Sevig. And these um, kids have grown up at this church. They've been here since they were babies. We've watched them grow and do all kinds of things around here like... Uh, carry candles and read and participate in confirmation. They all went on youth group tour with me when we went to Houston a few years ago. So I feel like I know this group pretty well. And um, I'm just really excited that you're graduating and proud of you all. And, uh, and also a little sad to be saying goodbye, not only because he's leaving, but because you all are leaving too. <laughs> and um, so we want to wish you well and send you off on your um, way. We have um, prayer shawls that were um, knitted by our prayer shawl ministry. And I have one for each of you. And you're going to the Ohio, no, no, that's Amanda. You're going to Indiana University. You are, okay, Indiana University. Crimson and white, right? Did I get the colors right? Good. So this is for you. Thank you. Okay. And then Cassie is going to Purdue. Okay, and these are black and gold, correct? Yes. All right, good, because don't tell me I'm wrong now. <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, Peter is going to... Um, Illinois State University, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this one's for you, red and white. Go Redbirds. Okay, so here you are. These are your prayer shawls. From, and you're invited to use these whenever you're in your dorm and you're feeling a little bit lonely or homesick or um, if you want to warm yourselves up or just to know that we all here surround you with our love and our prayers and our hopes for whatever the next years bring in your college career. And so we are with you even if we can't see you face to face. And the good thing is that now... You can participate in worship online, so you don't really have to leave us. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be getting up every Sunday morning to log in, right? Okay, good. Come on over. I have a blessing for you. May God, who began this good work in you, carry it through to completion, enabling you to use your talents to the fullest. May God give you the grace to make wise choices and to be faithful to your commitments always confident in the support of those who love you. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you will live deeply within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you will work for justice, equality, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain rejection, starvation, and war, so that you will reach out your hand to comfort them and change their pain into joy. May God bless you with the foolishness to think that you can make a difference in the world so that you will do the things which others tell you cannot be done. May your integrity be a gift to the world, and may the Spirit of God be with you always. Amen. <laughs> I love you guys.
Holy God, our maker, our healer, our teacher, your magnificent creation springs forth from your word. All that has life and breath praises your name. For your word that sustains the earth, we thank you, O God. You sent us Jesus, your word, to renew the world. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, preached your mercy and called us to faith. For your word in our Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you, O God. Nourish us with the spirit of your word, that we may grow in grace, bearing the fruits of redemption, and sharing your strength and beauty with all the world. For your word in our lives, we entreat you, O God. Accept our thanksgiving and receive our prayer for the sake of your living word, Jesus our Savior. Amen. Trusting in God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us.
May the blessing of the God of Abraham and Sarah and of Jesus Christ born of our sister Mary and the Holy Spirit who broods over the world as a mother over her children be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. watchful, stand firm in your faith. Be courageous and strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Thanks be to God.